Welcome to another edition of the Faithfully Entrusted Podcast with pastor, author, and teacher, Dr. Travis Tyler. I am Zachariah Pugh, and I'll be your host. We uh, appreciate you joining us today. Travis, how are you uh, this glorious afternoon? I'm I'm great, brother. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. We hope you enjoyed our, our last episode, episode seven, which was How Do I Pray to Please God? We hope that you've uh, taken the ACTS acronym and are applying it to your daily prayer life. And, uh, if you've, hopefully if you, if you don't have a strong prayer life, you've taken some time to look and see uh, a good time of day for you to pray. That would be our challenge, uh, to you. So this week we're going to talk about being faithful to your church. We've talked about baptism. We've talked about salvation. We've talked about prayer. Um, we've talked about miracles in some of the past podcasts, and we invite you to go back and check some of those out and yes. uh, sh- share our podcast when you get a chance. But today we're going to talk about being faithful to your church. And Travis, this is a challenge that a lot of churches are going through right now. You're a, a lead pastor of a church in Elizabethan, Tennessee. Um, I am in church here in Middle Tennessee in the Nashville, Franklin area, and a lot of worry. I get to meet with our pastors periodically just to kind of encourage them, hear a lot of worry in their voice post-COVID, post-streaming uh, about being in church and being back to church. And I know that's not all we're going to talk about here today, but how can we be faithful to our churches? I think first and foremost, we need a good definition of what church is mm. before we can answer any of those questions. So let's let's start there. Does that sound good? Beautiful. Uh, as we enter into this, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 17, and 18, he said, I will build my church. The question now is, what is the church? And I'm going to I'm going to borrow a definition from this book by Jonathan Lehman and Colin Hansen called Rediscovering Church. And mm. this has been a very, it's been written since the pandemic. Oh, wow. And, and this is a great little resource I would recommend that you get. They sent a bunch of these out to pastors for free if you got on there in time. And I've got, you know, I'll tell you this. In fact, I have two extra copies here in my office. If any of our listeners today will comment or reach out to us, I'll send, we'll send, I'll personally send you a free book of rediscovering church just to, to encourage you. All right. You didn't, you did not write this book. No, I did not, but I'm okay. promoting it. Okay. You're, pr- you're promoting it. And uh, you know I'm what? I'm, this, you, you'll put an encouraging, encouraging note in there and you'll sign it. I will. And it, and if you hold on to that note in 20 years, it'll be absolutely worth nothing. Maybe so. less, <laughs> less than it's worth today. Maybe. <laughs> Some people may be mad and maybe offended that you have it, but anyhow, so here's the, here's the definition they give on page 26, and this is very helpful. And I'm going to modify it a little bit, but anyhow, uh, and I'll tell you where I modify it so the authors won't be upset if they ever listen to this. A church is a group of Christians who assemble as an earthly embassy of Christ's heavenly kingdom to proclaim the good news and commands of Christ the King, to affirm one another as citizens through the ordinances, and to display God's own holiness and love through a unified and diverse people in all the world, following the teachings and examples of of qualified church leadership. It's about the best definition of church I've ever seen. Your version or their version? Oh, theirs says examples of elders, but I just changed it to, you know, biblically qualified because not all churches are structured with elders. Why do you feel that way? Why do you feel like it's the best definition? Well, here's what I like about it. Um, I, I feel like a lot of, you know, 
the word church does mean called out ones, ecclesia, you know, just kind of means gathering called out. Uh, and I've heard a lot of weird definitions through the years of what church is. And I think sometimes we approach church like we do cell phone service. <laughs> like we like, <laughs> we like being with Sprint because, you know, they give me the best deal and I have the most, you know, best price or Sprint's awful. I we like Verizon. Like her, I'm a Verizon guy. Well, we like Verizon because they have the best nationwide coverage, That's right? right? That's right. But their customer service is horrendous, you know. So you move over to AT&T and you find out that they mainly care about money. And, you know, the service thing is good, but the coverage is not as good as Verizon. Mm. So you just sort of pick based on things you like. Mm. And what I like about this definition here is it's very Christ-centric, right? It says here this is every every church is an embassy, Right. Uh, the only thing I would probably change is I would add that there are people covenanted together. You know, it's like a family coming together and uh, you're seeing affirmation here of your citizenship in heaven and displaying God's love and holiness because this church is kind of the stage for Christians to sort of practice and, and put into practice what they've heard preaching and all that. So that's hard to do from a couch and a screen. You know what I mean? You've got to actually be involved in people's lives to do that. And it's hard to, you know, if you're, if you're one of these folks that are like, man, I've been burned by the church. I hate to say it. It's sad. Every single one of us has been burned by the church in some form or fashion in, well, in the years. You know what I mean? Like when, and, and yes. I say, and I, maybe I shouldn't say burned by the church. What I'm saying is you're, you're, you've got a ton of sinful people involved in uh, daily activities of life. And so there's going to be sin involved. Like there's no church that's perfect or, or free from that. Right. Travis. Well, two things I would say to that. First of all, Zach, have you ever had a bad experience going out to eat anywhere? Like the food wasn't cooked right or service was terrible? Absolutely. All the time, especially these still, days. Do you, do you still go out to eat or I, have you given up on going if, out to eat? If you could see me, yes, I still go out to eat. <laughs> you know, the church seems to be one of the only places we apply that logic to. Second yeah. of all, uh, and, and I'm going to call people out on this. Uh, that's a very self-righteous statement. Mm. You know, um, Judas fell. And the disciples didn't freak out and say, well, Judas fell, so we can't follow Jesus anymore because he was a hypocrite this whole time. They kept their eyes on Christ. And nobody has probably been beat up more in the church than the guy on the mic right now. I mean, I had my tires slashed at a church parking lot during a business meeting one time. So I know the depths of church conflict. I, I hear you. And, and being hurt by a church is a real thing. I get that. But are you focusing on your hurt or are you focusing on Christ to work through this? There's that side of it. And then there's the side of it where you, you know, you're you, maybe the other side of the coin is you go to church and you absolutely complain about everything and nothing is right. C.S. Lewis, and, and I love this in the screw tape letters, if you've ever read that book where, yeah. uh, you know, where the, the screw tape is, is, is going back and forth with Wormwood and they're just, he's basically telling them like you, he, so he started to go to church. So you need to get in there and you need to get them focused on what the other people are wearing and if their dresses are too short and, and what the music sounds like, and if mm -hmm. it's not good enough and, 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 you know, get them focused, get their focus away from, you know, the, 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 the gospel and what, Christ is trying to communicate to us in those moments, prayer, which is what we talked about in the last episode and get them focused on the stain. I think he even says the stained glass windows and, and other things like that. It's, it's crazy. And it's a great picture. If you've never read screw tape letters, it's phenomenal. It's a great yeah. picture of what Satan and his uh, demons do to get us off base.
Mm -hmm. I agree. And, you know, that's why this is so critical. And, and let me just say that if you are not going to church, not only are you missing out on tremendous blessing week in, week out, but you're robbing other people of blessings mm -hmm. as well. That's a good, good way to put you, it. You are robbing your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, the local body, because when we all gather around Christ and we all sort of shine our light on him, uh, that that magnifies who he is. And a refusal to be part of that is really a, a need for a heart check, I think. If you've enjoyed the podcast the last few weeks, we've really enjoyed bringing it to you. We want to make sure you're sharing the podcast, the Faithfully Entrusted podcast. You can check out uh, more information on our Facebook page, or you can find this podcast and you can share it uh, with other people. We are everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google. Um, if there's a place where a podcast is playing, we are there. So make sure you share that podcast and you can do the resorting to what Travis does. I say it every uh, episode grab somebody's phone and just subscribe them to the podcast. So that can, that can be done. We've had some great feedback from some of our listeners and we appreciate uh, you listening to us. So Travis, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this. We've, we've thrown a lot of stuff out there, opinions and thought processes and why people do what they do. Ultimately, why do we need to be faithful to a church? Well, one of the main reasons I think is you need to be equipped for works of good service. Ephesians 4.12 tells us to equip his people for works of good service and then that verse goes on to say, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Church has got many analogies in the New Testament. One of those is a body, and each body is dependent on each part. And you never really realize some of the parts of your body until they hurt, right? Like little teeth in your mouth, right? You don't think much about them until they're hurting. Or if you've ever stubbed your little pinky toe, how much do you think about your pinky toe unless you mash that thing on something, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow. Okay. Uh, in addition to this, I would say that uh, through your local church, you have the privilege of fellowship, you know, uh, koinonia, that's the Greek word, is, uh, is fellowship. Uh, God has placed individual families for their care, protection, fellowship, and development. You know, in the Old Testament, whenever they were wandering in the wilderness, if you became sick or ill, you were put outside the camp, you know, and that's one of the things about church membership, not being part of the church, you're trying to live outside the camp. Well, if you're outside the camp, you're susceptible to wild animals, you're susceptible to uh, raiding parties that would just come through and, and take everything that you have. I would argue you're susceptible to false teaching and heresy at a much greater level if you're out here on your own. And then through your local church, you meet to worship. Uh, this is one of the Let's not forget that worship is what we do as believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, when the last missionary is called home and the last pastor preaches his last sermon here on earth, we will gather in heaven. The Bible tells us we will sing a new song unto the Lamb and we will worship Christ for eternity. Missions will end. Evangelism will end. Worship will not. And so the church is sort of this snapshot picture of a future time where that is all we'll do. And then finally, through your local church, you have opportunities to serve. Um, I, I, as a pastor, one thing I've been kind of watching through the years is people get very task oriented in church service. And sometimes tasks need to be done. Obviously, if the water line breaks, we got to fix the water line so it doesn't flood the whole church. Okay. So there's some tasks that have to be done, but let's be people oriented in our service, right? You know, think of brother Ross or think of brother Smith or whoever and how we can love them and how we can serve them and make people a project, right? You know, uh, it's kind of like, it's what's funny to me. Have you ever worked with people that 
they don't know how to work. And so when they come in, they're just sort of standing around like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like this happens a lot in church. And it's like, you know, you pick up a broom, sweep, you know what I mean? Uh, clean up that trash, like look around, see the needs and meet the needs. When you go to a church, don't wait for your pastor to say, Hey, go over there and shake that person's hand and give them a smile and be nice to them. Right. Go do it. Right. Just go do it. So, yeah, there are certain things that just need to be done as uh, as bodies of, of the faith. So, so why be faithful to the church through church? You receive instruction, the privilege of fellowship, the, opportunity to worship, which is something we will do for eternity. I love how you said that, Travis. You know, the Bible won't be very good in heaven. Uh, Evangelism won't be very good in heaven. Um, Missions won't be very good in heaven. We'll have the word in front of us. We'll have God in front of us. But you're right. The one thing we will do for the rest of eternity that we still do here as a body is worship. That's right. That's awesome. And so, you know, let's let's get used to doing that with each other now. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, opportunities for service. You know, one thing I, I always try to tell people, and I've seen it in my own life, man, when you serve other people, uh, it is an incredible blessing that you get back. And I think that you said this earlier, uh, you know, when we were talking about when you're not in church and you're, you, you know, you, you can't be a blessing to others and, and people can't see what you've been through. And that may be a blessing to them. I mean, you might have somebody in your church, a brother or sister in your church, who's going through something and you've been down that road and you've been up that hill and you've come down out of it and you're in a better place now and you can share the victory that you've had. That's a form of, uh, for service, you're able to serve other people and to tell them, Hey, keep going. It's tough. Like, uh, the road is hard. I had a conversation with a friend, uh, a few days ago and, and, uh, he was battling some discouragement and, and things like that. And I found myself preaching to him, uh, you know, saying, dude, stay in the fight. Don't give up, you know, minister to your kids, be an example, lead your household. And you know what? A week ago I needed that. Like I needed that. Like it amazes right. me how many how many times, Travis, do you preach? Because you put your pants on just like we do. How many times oh. do you preach a sermon on Sunday? That I hear it first. You needed it. You yeah, needed it before it anybody, first. right? Sometimes God will not. Sometimes God will not allow me to preach a message until I have like gone through mm. the need of the application because I don't think He wants Ben to stand up there and proclaim things that they don't believe. But that's anyway. right. Yeah, or have been through. So, well, on that same vein, uh, we want to be here for you. We want to be an encouragement to you. That's what this podcast is about. We're going through uh, things about the Bible and things about our faith and doctrines and things like that. But ultimately, we want to be an encouragement to you. And we hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you. If you want to reach out to us, you can do that at Faithfully Entrusted at gmail.com, or you can always text or call us at 423 423- 707-2504. And, you know, tell us what you think. You can always call and leave a, a message or send us an email and say, hey, can you guys be praying for us about this? Nobody has done that yet. Nobody has has emailed us or touched base with us uh, to, to ask for prayer or to, to, to have us uh, put you on our minds. And if we don't know, Remember, we don't know. There's a little something in it for you this yeah, week. Yeah. And of course, we've got the book. Uh, that we're giving away. Tell us again about that book real quick, the authors and everything, so we can get a plug yeah, in for Yeah, Rediscovering Church. This will help you with your, I'm going to use an old word, churchmanship. Mm, I like it. <laughs> How good of your churchmanship is. And it's uh, Rediscovering Church written after the pandemic's over and why the body of Christ is essential. Great little book here. Reads quickly, very understandable, but very good. 
Very good book. So the first um, couple people to, to, to reach out to myself or Travis yeah, through those, through those vehicles, I'll give you the email again, faithfully entrusted at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us via phone at 423-707-2504. Travis will personally send you an encouragement, sign it, even yeah, though he didn't write the book. I'll and, sign the note. Man, he'll sign the note and uh, he'll send you or hand that book to you if you are in person. Travis, you got any closing comments on being faithful to our church? Yeah, I have a couple of things I'd like to say, but uh, real quick, two things. First of all, this is going to involve sharing eternal life with the world, being a part of a church, baptizing new believers, teaching the Bible, the joy of ministering in Christ's name and giving of yourself, your money, your time and your talents, all that. And my closing quote here. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give the closing quote, unless you have anything else. Do you have anything no, else give it to us. Give it to us. I'm going to quote Mark Dever from Nine Marks of a Healthy Church, because Mark has wrote some excellent material, and the guys at Nine Marks have wrote excellent material to help us in this area of, of church and the local body. Uh, a healthy church is not a church that's perfect and without sin, he says. It has not figured everything out. Rather, it's a church that continually strives to take God's side in the battle against the ungodly desires and deceits of the world, our flesh, and the devil. It's a church that continually seeks to conform itself to God's word. It's Pastor Mark Dever, Nine Marks of Hellic Church. Very good. Well, well done. Thank you so much, Travis, for all your knowledge and wisdom. And again, folks, share our podcast. If it's been a blessing to you, please share it for us. For Dr. Travis Tyler, I'm Zachariah Pugh. Join us next time when we open God's word to find out how Christ has faithfully entrusted us with his word. We will see you next time, Travis. Thanks. Have a great day. My joy. Thank you, brother.